0: Hello and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome once again to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Goldberg. That's me. I'm your boy. <laughs> Glad you can join me today. Let's start the show off with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for all you continue to do in our lives, continue to be in our lives, how you continue to lead us and guide us, how you continue to love us, that your grace and mercy is ever present, that your favor surrounds us like a shield, that the blessing of the Lord makes it rich and adds no sorrow. You are a good God and an awesome Father and we just honor you and we praise you today. Now God, as we prepare to hear your word, we declare every heart is open, every ear is anointed to hear, every heart is open to receive the word and the word behind the word. Use me today, all of me God, use all of me and work through all of me, all of you through all of me and uh, we are excited about what we're about to hear knowing that it's going to be a blessing to your people. Bless the people today not only with your word, but with your love. Bless them with your love. Bless them with your favor so that they know that there is a God in heaven. As David oftentimes declared, there is a God in heaven, and he proves himself in my life on a regular basis. Keep those who are driving listening to this podcast safe from all hurt, harm, or danger. Injury not happening right now that the angels of the Lord are encamped round about those who are listening to this podcast. We declare that no weapon formed against this time shall prosper, and that the will of God will fully and completely be done in the lives of his people. We declare these things to be so by faith in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. All right, what's going on, people? Y'all good? Everybody good? All right. I've got a great uh, show for you today. And it's always great because God is always in it. I don't make these things up on my own. I offer, I always go to the Lord and just kind of open myself up or pray directly about what to share. And uh, the thing that hit me the other day was this title, The Distraction of Busyness. The Distraction of Busyness. Now, if you're listening to this in, for lack of a better phrase, live time, we are still in the middle of a national quarantine, everyone's staying at home, people are working from home, people are not working right now, uh, folk are homeschooling their children, uh, and we're kind of on lockdown still. Uh, the locks are starting to slowly come off, but we're still pretty much at home. If you're listening to this sometime after the pandemic, okay, cool. But one of the things that has happened in our lives and our society, especially in the United States, man, we have gotten busy over the past 20 years, just busy going and going and going and doing and doing and doing Uh, again with this pandemic right now in real time, everything's kind of shut down and folk have been forced to stop and uh, slow down. But before then, and I don't know what's going to happen after now, uh, folk are just on the go. Uh, There's a a person that used to be in my life, and uh, the phrase I coined for that person is they're living life at 90 miles an hour. Just going, 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 going. And, you know, the speed of our lives sometimes is necessary. Uh, sometimes if you've got you know a spouse and multiple kids and everybody's working and folk are going to school and soccer practice and basketball practice and on and on and on you know your life can go a pretty fast pace um, but for others that pace has been kind of created generated out of what I call the distraction or the, the, the deception of busyness, thinking that being busy implies value being busy implies that you're getting things done and many times we are getting things done but for many people man it's like a treadmill you're going ninety miles an hour but you're not going anywhere and more importantly time spent with God is being missed time spent with family is being missed time spent with loved ones spouses is being missed and set aside because of the of the distraction of busyness and so i just got a few scriptures i want to share with you guys and hopefully help us you know because i'm not i didn't fly in from heaven with this message uh, i can get distracted by busyness too um to help us reprioritize and, and again with many people in this lockdown now they've been forced to reprioritize their lives And determine what's really important Um, I saw I think on social media somebody had posted a phrase that basically says now with all of this stuff going on God is saying can you hear me now you know because we get to going and we lose time with God anyway let me let me get out of the commentary and let me just kind of share the scriptures that I have with you guys and we're just gonna jump right into it we're gonna go to Luke chapter 10 verses 38 through 42 this is the thing that hit my mind as soon as the revelation of this uh lesson came to me it's like just the first scripture that hit usually i kind of build up to the point that you know the scriptures that i'm getting to we're jumping right in on this one so luke chapter 10 verses 38 through 42 and this is the story of mary and martha coming to jesus's house for a bible study and uh, we'll start reading here at verse 38 Luke ten thirty-eight said now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word but Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said Lord do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Now there's a lot to unpack here, and so let's unpack it. Uh, The Amplified translation for verse 40 says, But Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted with much serving. So here we have a comparison and a contrast of two sisters. Jesus is in their midst, right? As that one song would say, the presence of the Lord is here, right? Shout out to Byron Cage. Uh, the presence of the Lord is here, right? And two sisters take two different paths of how they deal with that. One sister is preparing a meal. I think one translation talks about a huge feast that she's preparing because there are a bunch of people who were rolling with Jesus. He had, he had quite the entourage, right? And so she invites these people uh, to her house along with Jesus, and now she's preparing this huge meal, right? Now, somebody said, well, there's nothing wrong with preparing a meal for your guests and your visitors. Absolutely, that's fine. But as we see in the Amplified translation, her goal to feed everyone came to turned into something that made her overly occupied and too busy. And that overly being being overly occupied and being too busy Caused her to be distracted. From the Bible study. She's so. Occupied with fixing the food. That she's missing out. On the valuable thing that's going on. In her own house. Now uh, Mary on the other hand. She focuses in on. Jesus and what he's saying. She's sitting at his feet. Now. If you look at it from one perspective, you could say that these are two extremes, right? And someone could say, well, it would have been nice if Mary helped Martha out. And that's true. But it also would have been good if Martha would have slowed down her pace to make sure that she heard what Mary was hearing. Maybe there could have been a trading off. But see, Martha was locked in. Life at 90 miles an hour. Oh, I got to get the hors d'oeuvres. I got to get the green bean casserole. I got to make sure the macaroni and cheese is good. Oh, when's the ham? I got to cook the ham. I got to, 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 I got to. What she was doing had merit and it had value, but it was distracting her from the main thing. I heard one man of God say when we're doing life and we're accomplishing tasks and all of that stuff, he said we got to keep the main thing the main thing. Uh, my version we have to stay focused on the things that are important while we're going off and accomplishing all of these tasks keep the main thing the main thing because what will happen is all these other things will get us distracted it will get us burnt out and the thing that really has value time spent with God gets lost and that's where many believers are I mean like again not now because we're on lockdown but even now Many believers, with the with the dealing with the kids and the dealing with the job and the video conferences and, and 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 the Zoom conferences and all of this stuff, still somehow the most important thing gets lost. Time spent with God, time spent at the feet of the Master. Because once we get that time spent with God in its proper position, all that other stuff is gonna flow. Hello, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added. Now, in that particular context, Jesus was talking about not worrying. Not worrying about the essentials. Not worrying about what we eat or drink or what we're going to wear. Don't worry about that stuff. Put the priority of spending time with God first. Put the priority of learning how God does what he does first and all of that other stuff will start to fall into place. The order of how you should do things will fall into place. An idea of how to be efficient will fall into place. Had she sat at the feet of Jesus, maybe Jesus would have took a moment and said, Mary, you know what? I mean, Martha, uh, right now, uh, why don't you go do such and such and such and such? I'll take a break and then when you finish, we'll come back. Or maybe he would have gotten some of the guys to help out. You know, maybe he would have sent somebody else to go get some food while Martha and Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. We don't know. And and that's the thing about our lives, guys. We don't know how things will flow if we sit at Jesus' feet first. He already knows the things that we have to do. He already knows the things that we have to accomplish. And he knows what should go first, second, third, fourth. He knows what we should deal with today and worry about and, and worry about the other thing tomorrow. We don't have to have nine things done to be, oh, now I get a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, but you burnt yourself out. You didn't spend any quality time with God. You didn't spend any quality time with your children. You didn't spend any quality time with your spouse, right? Your mom, your dad hasn't talked to you in two months. Where is the is there a real sense of accomplishment? You okay, you checked off goals on your list. All right, cool. But your your life is void. Your life is empty. You're burnt out. You can barely sleep. All of these things are going on because you're overly occupied and too busy, and it's caused you to be distracted. And that's why we call this podcast the distraction of busyness. All right. All right. So uh, I want to read verses 41 and 42 in the Amplified Translation. Jesus is speaking here. He says, But the Lord replied to her by saying, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. There is need of only one or but a few things. Mary has chosen the good portion, that which is to her advantage. Which shall not be taken away from her. See, here's the thing: spending quality time with God is to our advantage. Spending quality time with God is to our advantage. And it smooths out our lives. And it smooths out our schedule. And it puts us in position to have peace. It puts us in position to see things from God's perspective. And then we can go out and do our lives the way we need to do our lives. I was speaking to my sweetheart today, and um, she was talking about, you know, dealing with one of her customers and talking about how blessed she is to have employment, how blessed she is that God is keeping her in the middle of this thing where people are losing their jobs and money is tight, and she's in a good position. And we talked about how God has put us in that type of position And it frees us up to be a a source of encouragement. It frees us up to be a source of love to people right now. It frees our hearts up because we're not weighed down by the situations and the circumstances we're in. We're so focused on our stuff, we can't pay attention to anybody else. When God lifts that burden and allows us to be spectators and not participators, it frees us up to bring the compassion and the love of God into the lives of people. But if we're so distracted by all the things that we're doing, we can never end up being that light in the dark place. We can never end up being that salt that God wants us to be because we're distracted by our own busyness. But spending time with God is to our advantage. I want to say that again. Spending quality time with God is to our advantage. And it can't be taken away from us. There are things that we learn at the feet of Jesus, metaphorically speaking, that will never be taken away from us. Never be. The revelation that comes when we're reading a Psalms or when we're reading something out of Proverbs or we're reading something that Paul wrote, that can never be taken away from us. Quality time with God is to our advantage. All right, I want to look at verses 41 and 42 uh, in one of my new favorite translations, the Passion Translation. Verse 41 says, The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha. I love that. Why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Are they really that important? And this is the thing we have to ask ourselves. With all of the things that we, that we quote unquote have to do, are they really that important? And if they are, hey, let's get them done with the help of the Lord. But if they aren't, put them down on the priority list. There is no value in just being busy. There isn't. It's a distraction. And it's a deception. I got 19 things that I got done today. How many of those 19 things were really important? And how many of those 19 things pulled you away from time spent with God? Cuz that's what we're really talking about. That 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 the things that we're doing is 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 pulling on and, distract, and distracting us from time spent with God. And it's making us upset, it's making us troubled, right? We don't have the right attitude when we're in traffic. We don't have the right attitude standing in line at the grocery store because we're distracted and upset and troubled because I got, I got five more things to do on my list and it's already 3 o'clock. Why don't these people hurry up? Are they really that important? Is it really that important to get those other five things done? Is it really that important to listen to the news while you're doing what you're doing? Is multitasking really that valuable? Or is it causing us to be upset and troubled and pulled away by all of these distractions? Verse 42 in the Passion Translation. Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. Mary has discovered the one thing most important. The one thing most important, and listen, again, I know many of you have busy schedules. I know many of you have things that have to get accomplished on a daily basis. But the most important thing, the most important thing on that list should be spending time with the Lord, sitting at the feet of Jesus. And if you're too busy to sit at Jesus' feet, yeah, you're too busy. And look at what it's causing on the inside of you. Look at what it's doing to your relationships. You're grouchy all the time. You're grumpy all the time. Just the smallest thing sets you off. I know some of you are listening to me and going, that's me. You're distracted by all of these other things. But the most important thing is sitting at the feet of Jesus. And if you can accomplish that goal, all the other goals are going to get handled. Maybe they won't get handled till next week. Maybe you read that letter wrong and the thing is not due until next Friday and not this Friday. Maybe the assignment is due at 5 o'clock and not 2 o'clock. And you've been up all night trying to figure out how to get everything done by 2 o'clock. And it's actually not done until 5 o'clock. Mm, I'm, mm, yeah, I'm moving into the next part of the, of the podcast. Slow down. Breathe. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. And actually, the the title of the next portion of the podcast is Be Still. (laughs) Or, as my mother would say, Boy, sit down somewhere. (laughs) She raised three boys or four boys, and, and, uh, I, if, if I had a dollar, if she had a dollar for every time she had to say that phrase, <laughs> she'd be wealthy beyond measure. Boy, sit down somewhere. <laughs> be still. Slow down. You'll get it done. But don't move so fast that you miss out on time sitting at the feet of Jesus. All right. So let's move to our next thing. So, so, so to me, this is the antidote. Be still. And we go right to Psalms 46 and 10. Be still and know that I am God. Now, I I know. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Cliff, you don't know my schedule. You don't know my situation. And I don't. All I know is, if all of that busyness is distracting you from spending time with God, if all of that busyness is starting to damage your insides, it's not God's best for us to live stressed out lives. There's medical Uh, data that says stress related illnesses that illnesses some illnesses come from stress that's not God's best and maybe it is a harder task for you to slow down or be still but you know what there is so much value in you taking your foot off the gas there is so much value in you putting your foot on the brake and pulling over and being still listen This past weekend, I had a bit of a meltdown. Now, praise God, I'm working. And they shifted shifted us over from uh, teaching on campus to teaching online. And it's been awesome. But the workload that I had to get everything together was enormous. Enormous. And I had time spent with God every morning. But my workload was enormous. And I was talking to my godmother on Mother's Day. And I was explaining to her my workload, and I just broke down in tears. And she prayed over me, and she prayed over me, and she spoke into my life, and she encouraged me, and I had to shut it all down. I just had to shut everything down for the day. And I had plans for the weekend to do a bunch of stuff. It got around to Sunday. I hadn't had it all accomplished. My sweetheart came by to see me to give me a hug and to speak into my life. And I'm like, I got to do this. She's like, she's like, sweetie, no, you don't have to do anything. Sit down, just sit down. And once she left and just her love just embraced me, I laid down on the couch and I slept for about four hours. And then there were some things I needed to get done. I got those things done, but I just had to slow down. We got to slow down, fam. We got to slow down. Right? And 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 when we can, when we can, be still. Just be still. All right, let's look at another scripture. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 16 and 17. And this is information now to help encourage us That we can slow down. Yeah, I see that, Lord. So many of us have been trained by the world system to believe that what we have to accomplish, God is expecting us to accomplish it in our own strength. And God is not expecting us to accomplish the things that he wants us to get done in our own strength. Paul said something very interesting, very profound, actually, when he was talking about the thorn in his flesh. And he came to the conclusion that when i'm weak he is strong and god told him that my strength is made perfect or complete in your weakness when he wanted god to remove the thorn from his flesh and he said he wouldn't he prayed to him three times and finally what came back to him said that god said my strength is made perfect in your weakness So when we are at our weakest point, the strength of God now has the ability to show up and help us to accomplish what we could not have accomplished in our own strength. But if we never allow the strength of God to show up, we're trying to do things in our own strength, thinking that God will be proud of us, right? Because we did it in our own strength. No, no, no. It is with the help of the Lord. That's what the relationship is all about. God being our help, I think in Psalms 46 and 1, God says he's an ever-present help in a time of trouble, a very present help in a time of trouble. He wants to be there to help you. All right, so let's let, let's read this, 2 Chronicles 20, 16 through 17. Uh, this The backstory here is King Jehoshaphat, who was the king of Judah, uh, because of some, some associations that he made earlier in his uh, reign now has three armies coming against him to kill everybody, wipe everybody out. And so uh, King Jehoshaphat, uh, the scripture says early in Second Chronicles, he prayed and sought the Lord. He called for a national fast, and then he prayed. And when he finished praying, uh, I mean, he feared and sought the Lord, and then he prayed after the fast. And once he finished the prayer... The priest, the man of God, who had a word from God, stood up and addressed everyone. And this is part of what he said. Verses 16 and 17. He says, Tomorrow go down against them, the army. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerul. You will not need to fight in this battle. Watch this. Position yourselves. Stand still. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. What allows me to see the salvation of the Lord? Knowing that the Lord is with me, and I'm going to stand still and let him go before me. Let the Lord go before me. But I can't let him go before me if I'm still moving ahead of him. Slow down. Let him get out in front of you. And then an amazing victory will come your way. That's good, Lord. When we let God go in front of us, the victory that we will experience will be far beyond any victory we could claim for ourselves and then He will get the credit and the glory for it. And all you'll be able to say is, like that scripture, this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in my eyes. That's where He wants us to be. But we have to stand still, position ourselves, get in position, and then let Him go before us. Right? And at the end of this story, they went down to the battlefield. The king sent the praisers in front of everyone. They began to sing and praise God. And the, the scripture says that the spirit of ambushment came against the three armies. They began to fight themselves and destroyed each other. And I think the scripture says no one was spared so the army turned on itself while the praise team was singing and praising the lord while the people were standing behind the praise team watching the army standing still right the army the enemy started fighting against one another killed themselves and (laughs) they brought jewelry and all kinds of wealth stuff to the battlefield and it allowed the people of god to take the spoils, there was so much stuff, it took them three days to collect it all. That's a victory none of that they would never have been able to accomplish in their own strength. Maybe they would have won the battle. Doubtful because it was three full armies coming against them. But even if they had won the battle, some lives would have been lost. Same thing with the, the walls of Jericho. This is what I need you to do walk around the wall one time a day for six days on the seventh day walk around it seven times and scream on the seventh time and the walls will come down now the scripture says that Jericho was straightly shut up nobody went in nobody came out the walls were so wide at the top of the walls they had chariots going across the walls nobody wanted to deal with the people of Israel because they heard about what happened at the Red Sea decades ago that wall fell now Joshua had an army of fighting men. They could have fought to take Jericho, but they stood still. They allowed the Lord to go before them and the wall came down and then they took the city, took all the spoils. I tell you, man, victory doing it God's way, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. But in order to experience that kind of victory, you're talking about wanting to accomplish some goals. In order to accomplish those types of goals, that level of accomplishment, we got to let God go before us and we got to slow down, be still, and position ourselves in position where God can go before us and then we'll get a victory that only he can get the credit for. Amen? All right. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. Isaiah chapter 30, Verse 15. Isaiah 30 and 15 says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Our strength is in quietness and confidence. What confidence? Confidence in God. Who He says He is our God. In returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. The New Living Translation says, Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength. Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength. It's not in who you know. It's not in how much you can get accomplished in a day. It's in quietness and confidence in God. Returning to Him, sitting at the feet of Jesus, resting in Him. It's the mental picture of crawling up into the lap of Daddy. Daddy. Right? And one scripture he says, Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. That's all we're talking about. We're not talking about sitting around doing nothing. We're not talking about some skewed image of laziness. We're talking about resting while you're doing, mentally. Mentally resting while you're doing, operating out of a place of quietness and confidence. That whatever is going to get done, whatever needs to get done, will get done today. And if it doesn't get done today, we'll get it done tomorrow. And we'll take a minute and we'll prioritize what has to get done today, what should get done today, and what I'd like to get done today. And one of the challenges is many people put everything on a high priority. Everything is not designed to be on a high priority prioritize your day this is wisdom from the holy one right now prioritize your day take a minute have a cup of coffee some tea a glass of water spend some time in the word listen to the word pull up some of your favorite sermons they don't have to be an hour well i only got 15 minutes dude on youtube they've got all kinds of 10 minute 15 minute eight minute lessons Men and women of God all over the world are putting things on social media. If all you got is 10 minutes, bam, check that 10 minutes, spend some time with God, breathe, inhale, exhale, and then go about your day. Make your list because now that list is going to be much more prioritized, right? You're going to operate in quietness and confidence because you've heard a word from God that spoke to your situation. Maybe you'll postpone a meeting. Maybe you'll put off an appointment. Maybe you'll push something. Now, because you're realizing, seeing it from God's eyes, it's not really that important today. Maybe we'll get it done tomorrow. These three things, we got to get done today. All right. We're going to get these three things done today. We're going to operate in quietness and in confidence because that's where my strength is. I know it because I read it in the Word. I heard it on a podcast. (laughs) and now I'll go about my day. Now I can smile when I'm stuck in traffic. Now I can smile when I gotta stand six feet apart and the line is 50 feet long. It doesn't bother me now because I'm operating in quietness and confidence. I prioritize my day, everything is cool. Listen, fam, this is a way to live that some of you are not familiar with because you've never been around it. It's never been modeled before you. So this may be a challenge for you, but I'm telling you, this is the way God wants us to live. Effectively, efficiently getting things done. I had a full day today. I had a full day all week, right? And some of you who follow me on Facebook, I had to put an announcement. Usually I put this out on a particular day. Couldn't do it because I didn't have time to do my notes and record it. And my sweetheart reminded me because I was like, I got to do the podcast. She's like, sweetie, you don't have to do anything. Sit down. Be still. And she was absolutely right. I love her so much. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You know, so, so does it have to get done today? No. Would you like for it to get done today? Yeah. Does it have to get done today? Are you going to lose money? Is someone going to lose their life? Is the deal going to fall through if it doesn't get done today? Well, if the answer is yes, then that's one of the things that you have to get done. But something else, it's not like everything can't be life or death. You're going to burn yourself out. You're going to stay distracted from hearing from God. And you're not going to experience God's best in your life. And you're going to get to heaven and look around and go, I didn't even have to be going that hard. You're gonna deal with illnesses that you didn't have to deal with. Your immune system is gonna be depleted. All of these things coming because you've been distracted by busyness. All right. I want to read this commentary, and then I'm being led to just kind of jump forward and um just kind of jump forward and finish this up. I had a whole bunch of scriptures, but I'm being led to minimize this. I think you're getting what I'm talking about. So let me read this commentary that comes out of Isaiah 30 and 15. And then we'll do a couple more scriptures and we'll call it a day. This commentary says, God invites his people to lean only on him. If they will just stop their busyness and self-reliance, God will be able to take care of them. My goodness, that's it. That's it. We can have an offering due to benediction, uh, ask for people to get saved, open the doors of the church right now. God invites his people to lean only on him. If they will just stop their busyness and self-reliance, God will be able to take care of them. Now, some of you are under the influence that God will not take care of you. And I don't know the reasons behind that, but that's a lie from the pit of hell. God will take care of you if you let him. And it can be kind of scary. It can be kind of scary for some of us to take <laughs> to take our hands or get out of the driver's seat, get in the passenger seat and let God drive. Because you've been in control of everything. And some of you had to be in control because of the way your lives were growing up. You had no control, right? And the only way you could survive life is getting things under control. Now though, you're a control freak and you can't let God have control. And people are all, you know God is in control, God is in control. Not if we don't give him control. Not of our lives, we have to give up the authority to 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 run our own lives. Right? At one point Jesus talks about denying yourself. And and some people say, I'm going to deny myself. I'm not going to eat. I'm going to go to a 40-day fast. I'm going to just deny myself. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about denying your right to leading your own life. Deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. Don't follow your own path. Follow me. Deny your right to yourself. Give up leadership of your own life and let me lead. Boy, that's it right there. For many of you, if you can get to that, so much of your life is going to change. So much weight is going to come off of your life. So many burdens are going to come off of your life when you let God lead. Okay, so let me read this commentary one more time and then we'll move on. God invites his people to lean only on him. If they will just stop their busyness and self-reliance god will be able to take care of them if you just stop your busyness and your self-reliance god's going to take care of you try him try him try him all right um all right i want to finish with this uh yeah let the spirit lead let's finish with this proverbs 3 and 6 and then john 16 and 13. proverbs 3 and 6 says in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths that that's that's the scripture that i live by literally fam i acknowledge him in all my ways knowing that he's going to direct my path one translation says he will make your path straight but we can't be so distracted that we don't sit at his feet and listen because that's the only way he's going to direct us John 16 and 13 now, as New Testament believers, one of the ways he directs our path is through the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. So John 16 and 13, Jesus says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come quieting yourself, being still, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you in quietness and in confidence, that's where your strength lies. Your strength lies in quietness and confidence because in quietness, you can hear from God, you get confident, and now you're off and running. That's all I got, fam. I had some other stuff, but I'm being led to stop right there. I think that's a mouthful for all of you, for all of us. (laughs) I'm going to go be quiet somewhere myself right now have me some dinner (laughs) and just chill. I got some stuff I could do today, but everything that needed to get done today has been done. I'm good for the day. All right? Appreciate you guys so much. I got to go and go be still and be quiet. Thank you for listening and tune in again next time to the Word Experience Podcast where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. God bless you guys. See you next time. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalks63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.